you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. David. Football. Football David. The Dave Damashek Football Program. Available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, football fans. I hope all's well wherever you are here in Studio 66. We're ready to roll. Another week of football is in the books and another weekend, another, another football weekend. It's right around the corner here to break it all down with us. We've got Ike Taylor coming up in just a little bit. Colleen the Wolf, Wolf. And seated to my immediate left right now, longtime star, the Jacksonville Jaguars, a Hall of Famer at UCLA, an Oakland Raider, and now the radio voice of the L.A. Rams and the host of Players Only here at NFL Network, it's Maurice Jones-Drew. Straight out of Oakland, that's where he's born and grown, drafted by the Jaguars, addicted to the insult. Enough! That's my favorite line. That's where it peaks, and I see no reason to really? go back. Well, I like sexy. It's so, so far in the song. It's kind of like a it's too a, much. It's like a Drake song where um, it is very called, much like a Drake. It's, it's song. called uh, 4 p.m. in Calabasas, where he says something like, um, I, "I actually forget it, but it's like it's like three minutes into it, so you got to listen to the whole three minutes to get to the best part." Drake sings a song about Calabasas, California. That's where he's from. Is that right? It's not where he's from. It's where he resides now. Hidden Hills, actually. That's where a lot of fancy pantses live, huh? Why not? Hidden well, I hear it's very nice. Sounds great. I heard he throws some of the best parties. Really? Well, you know, uh, Bieber lives up there. Would love, you know. But the one thing about Bieber, so I heard, I heard this story about Bieber because we have so much to talk about in football. We got to talk about this. So mm-hmm. they said Keyshawn Johnson used to live next to Bieber, and he was driving his Ferrari, yeah, right, down the street like at two hundred miles an hour, and Keyshawn had to go chase and knock on his door and like tell him to knock it off. That sounds fun. It sounds like an entire, based on the stories I hear out of there, it seems like it's 100% celebrity populated. Remember they had that one reality show where they put all the celebrities under one roof? What if it was the whole town was celebrity? Listen, That's fun. Like I, I have babies. So if you come driving down my street like that, <laughs> it, it, it ain't going to be no knock on the door. It ain't going to be no hello, Mr. Bieber. It's going to be some, hey, listen. You come outside, let me bring your bodyguards and everything because they all need to hear. Wait a second. Well, forget the bodyguards. You could take Bieber one-on-one in a, with the fisticuffs? I mean, I, I try not to do that anymore, but if I had to, yes. You could take him no down. Question. Good. All right, there you go. We're right out of the gate, red hot with info. Let's hot talk takes. about what happened on Monday Night Football. No laughing matter, no. really. In fact, quite sickening to, I think, even diehard football fans like myself. Now, listen, I root for the black and gold Pittsburgh Steelers. I was pleased to see them emerge victorious ultimately. But, man, oh, man, that was – I mean, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I remember the AFC title game in Ought 8, Baltimore at Pittsburgh, and that was a brutal affair. Was it last year or two years ago, the the wild card playoff game that was crazy? They it with the Bengals in Pittsburgh. Hits. That was yeah. nasty stuff. This was probably the pinnacle of just some mm. some real nasty stuff. But other people remind, like you know, a generation or two ago, that was kind of 
I, I, I don't. Well, first of all, Ryan Shazier. And I want to talk about all that. the best to Shazier. No what I mean, just from prayers what little up, I know of Shazier. Last night I saw it. Was really emotional about it. Uh, because a sweet man when he's visited us, care, loves it, loves his uh, yeah. his uh, little baby, loves uh, and that's what you loves to about. laugh. Is a smart guy and everything else. So you know, never want to see anybody get hurt, but certainly not. Well, well no, uh, and I think and that's what you think about. And so, as a football player, I remember people used to call us dumb jocks. That used to be something they say in high school and those type of things. But people don't understand. You have to calculate, literally, math in your head this fast, right? Mm-hmm. So Shazier sees the ball thrown. And he's calculating that by the time he gets to him, his head is going to be across his body, and he's going to be able to hit him with his shoulder and his legs and wrap him and take him down. That miscalculation in a, in a, a matter of seconds, right? He Instead of his head being across the guy's thigh, it's on his hip. And then that force from him hitting is what put the jolt through his body. And so that is what – you know, people talk about this being a dangerous sport – that 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 first of all, that injury is 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 horrific, right? And it wasn't it was a routine tackle that it happened on. Mm-hmm. It wasn't no one like doing anything out out of the uh, the rules of the game. But that miscalculation, right, is something that that hurt that hurt him. I, I tell people this all the time: the more reps you get at that at a younger age, right? So if you start at eight years old, the more reps you get at that, the chance of you making it to the NFL and having that hit are very slim to none. Mm. But but the the later you wait, right? Now instead of playing at eight, you play at fourteen. Guys are bigger, stronger. The, the the calculations are a little bit faster. They're a little bit more drastic. You're going to make some hits and make some mistakes like that. So when I saw that hit, I immediately thought of my little boys that I had, right, or that I have, and I, and I have them playing tackle football. And I'm like, you know, I'm happy that I have them out there right now so they can make these – you can make wrong calculations at, at six or seven or eight years old and the hit not be as hmm. bad. And so in that situation, when I hear people say, like, oh, athletes, and you hear people on Twitter talk about it all the time, like, oh, he's not smart. Like, you don't understand how hard it is to, to, to figure out what angle you have to take to get your head to be in the right pos- position. And that, that's one injury that we've seen over the last, what, a tackle like that. We've seen, we haven't seen a tackle like that in a long time where – No, for all – yes, we have seen plenty of injuries in 2017, but uh, that was not I, – I, And it was, it was a miscalculation. That's all well, it was. Well, but as far as that goes, it also lends credence to what we've talked about ad nauseum. And, you know, the NFL is doing the right thing by trying to limit – head injuries right. and shots to the knees and everything else, the target zone is slim, but it also does remind you, obviously Ryan Shazier isn't trying to hurt himself, no. but it is, I mean, you are within a whisker on every play of of the helmet hitting the uh, opponent up in the head or in the knee, and in fact, you see, I mean, he doesn't obviously want to put the it's- crown of his head into another human being's body like that for his own peril, and yet that's what happens. That how, that's how slim the uh, every play but is to injury. Ex- you're exactly right. And then I think the next thing is you saw how it impacted the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, that's right? what I want to know about. And What's so, that like? That, so, that seems because, awful. Because I mean, you hear – you know, I remember I tell people this all the time. Uh, I had a coach, uh, a couple coaches when I was a youth football player, and they used to always make us when we hit with the crown of our helmets or you hit with your head down, they'd stop practice and we'd have to read the little thing on the back of the card. Hmm. Or the, the, there's a little sticker on the back of the helmet that says, if you use this, serious injury or death can occur. And we'd have to – we'd stop practice completely, and everyone would have to do it. And it got to the point where we got tired of reading it, so we would just always use our shoulders. We'd always go in there, take our head out of it because we didn't want to read it, which it actually, you know, very smart sure. for them because we didn't know – you know, you just say death or injury, serious injury. You're not thinking that. But, you know, it, it forced us to get our heads out of it. Um as a player, when you see that, I was in high school uh, playing uh, at Dallas. I was a sophomore. I was on the punt return team. I was blocking. And a guy by the name of Eric Cool 
hit a guy and he went limp on the sidelines right next to me, right? And at the time, I was like, oh, he's fine. He just, you know, he just got hurt. He'll be fine. Come later to find out he broke his neck. Mm. And so the mentality of a football player, though, unlike other people, other sports or other things, you learn to deal with adversity in different ways. And so to see Pittsburgh, it, it affect them for the next two, three, maybe two quarters. Then after halftime, it seemed like Tomlin kind of got talked to him like, listen, you know, this is football. Those things are going to happen. We have to figure out a way to get a victory, which it may seem shallow in that situation. But at the same time, everyone has a job. You're all getting compensated to do a job. So you have to take your, you know, take your emotions out of it and go back out there and play. And they're able to rally and do that. Um, but at the same time, we're taught that as kids, too. If Johnny gets hurt, move the drill up a couple yards and keep playing. That, that's just what we're taught as football players. So, um, you know, I know to a lot of people, that's what I've, I heard on Twitter was like, oh, my God, this is crazy. They're still playing the game. And uh, that, that, that is the NFL, right? This is a business just like anything else. If someone gets hurt at, at the workplace, if a construction person gets hurt or someone falls off a crane or something, hopefully they, they don't. They're not going to stop doing I don't everything. feel like it's as much – I mean, listen, I don't think it's as much about that this is pro football or college football or anything else. What, it, what occurred to me is in that moment was or in, the, or in the next 20 minutes or half an hour, as a fan, as – you know, and it doesn't have to do with the fact that I'm rooting for right. one team or the other. It's, you know, it's terrible. Oh, it was uh, horrible. This young guy is uh, – you know, looks like this is uh, this is bad stuff going on for him. How do you refocus? What's interesting is across the board, a lot of NFL guys step up and say prayers to you. We're thinking about you. Hope you're all right. But almost to a man, nobody says, no NFL guy ever says, I can't imagine keep going. The mentality of football oh. players understands that That's you part press, of the job. That you press on, but the fans, it's it's much more. And then – so how do you conflate what happens there with Shazier and it makes you feel sick and it's, oh, I don't, I, I don't care who wins now. Right. I mean, for 20 minutes or half an hour, or an hour, you're kind of like, well, I mean, well, to this day, I mean, I, I would trade a Bengals victory for Ryan Shazier being 100% healthy, of course. I think most nor- normal human beings would. But um, then the second half, it gets even – I mean, it really – Turns turned out. into one of the hardest I, hitting games I can I can I, ever recall. I, I thought the hit on Joe Mixon was huge, and, and prayers out to Joe Mixon. I thought, you know, um, he got put to sleep. He was carrying the ball. He got hit one way, and then someone else was coming in. I think it was Vince Vincent Williams who got him. I mean, that's football though. That's part of it. Like it's, I there's so many things that the kids are taught at a young age that that are valuable to them being able to protect themselves and being able to play this game for a long time. Um, and people don't like the culture of it. Maybe they, they all you yell or, oh, it's not fun. Like, no, it's, it's part of it. Yes, you're right. It's supposed to be fun. But there's some things in football that you have to take serious and understand. And, the, and they always, I used to always remember our coaches say he used to have like three rules. Rule number one was protect yourself at all times, right? If you're the ball carrier, you have to know how to protect yourself. If you're a defender, uh, you have to keep your head on the swoop. You always hear those things. Keep your head, you know, because – that other person's job is to do whatever he can to get the, his team in the end zone. And so uh, you talk about the Joe Mixon hit. You talk about uh, the, the Antonio Brown hit in the end zone. That was a big one. But that, but guess what? That's that, that safety's job is to try to remove the ball from Antonio Brown. Well, he did go head-to-head with him yeah, and but, but he's gonna could have turned to, uh, 84's lights out there. I don't know why no, 84 no, was able to just pop up on I, that I, one, I don't but. know either, but his job – and granted, he's trying to hit him in a different uh, angle. Again, a miscalculation, but his job is to remove – the ball from Antonio Brown. And then the last one was Juju Smith. And I, and I thought that play, what he did during that play, 
was right. Now, what he did after the block was completely wrong. That has to go out. You don't stand over guys. You don't do those things. And I get it. You have a history with Vontez Perfect or your team does. You don't do that. But that block, if he doesn't do that, Vontez may knock Le'Veon Bell out, right? Because Le'Veon doesn't see him. He's getting hit by a corner. <clears throat> He's getting hit by a corner coming from his right. And so, as a receiver, your job is to protect the ball pick area, right? So, he comes in, and it wasn't like he came in like, oh, I don't think it was Josh. a dirty hit. No, I, 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 and I heard people say that. Like, that was a disgusting The player. helmet rode up. I mean, now, Juju's helmet rode up a little bit yeah. and did catch uh, Vontez maybe a little under the chin there, no, I think. But whatever, but whatever it was, it wasn't. He didn't do it with malintent. Now, after was. Yeah, standing over stand him is a penalty, right. But the hit was I, – I, I wanted that, that was a football play. You've seen that hit a ton of times. Now, uh, I, you know, there's a lot of people on Twitter going crazy, and I responded to a certain person because I feel like that's a football play. You don't ever deem that being wrong because you see guys – you don't call uh, the hit that um, the safety did to Antonio Brown a dirty play, right? Same thing. Yeah. It's the same thing. And so I don't think it's a dirty play. I mean, you may do it because you're a Pittsburgh fan. But, it has nothing to do with that. He went helmet to helmet with so him those when he's hits, airborne. But those hits happen all the time. All right. That's fair. So then don't But jump. they flagged it. Right, no, they flagged it. And they flagged they – And flagged. they flagged Juju. Yeah. Here's the thing, and this is the, I, I, you know, the sociology or psychology of a football fan is is that we fans do bask in uh, – and then you – I think there's a, an element of the human psyche that we feel bad when you see – the 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 full potential the 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 dangerous negative potential of what can happen to human beings out on the football field you feel ashamed that just a second ago you were rooting for a hard hit you know right. yeah i love seeing juju i i love seeing uh juju blow up vontez perfect the bad guy i'm a steelers fan oh he seriously hurt oh now i feel bad that right. i i wanted that but that is the reflected sort of um Toughness, you know, it's a funny thing. You football players, you must laugh uh, on some level at fans who puff their chests out. We're the baddest team on the block. You can't come in here because we're not doing that. Dave Damashek's not out right. there beating anybody up, but there, but there is some sort of uh, satisfaction that derived from your team physically dominating the other. Well, team. well, that's the way you win football games is breaking other teams' will. I, I, it's funny because to hear uh, John Gruden and, and everyone talk about the game. Oh, this is a nasty game. Why do you think you had it on Monday Night Football? There was a reason you had it on Monday Night Football. Let's let's be honest. I'm I'm not gonna Pittsburgh Cincinnati isn't a sexy matchup. No, it's old school football. And you heard Ben Roethlisberger talk about it. This is AFC North football. Well, I don't know about that. Every game they've played to that point, I know it's always ugly, but it does always the same way. It crosses a line too. It's always the same way. It's what it's very similar to. Although I wasn't there for the height of this uh, of that rivalry, but the mid '70s Steelers and Raiders games were nasty. I, I mean, just, go back and go back and look at those games. Go back and watch those and watch know. how. I mean, the clotheslines. I mean, just not not, not trying to hide it. Just I'm going right. to clothesline you, Lynn there Swan. Was, there wasn't rules there. Uh, no, I know for that. But I think like you have two teams who are built similar, right? Um, Defenses that want to hit and remove people from the ball, running backs that are bigger, they want to run the ball. It's just two teams that are built. It's the same way when I was in Jacksonville, and we would go and play Pittsburgh. Those games weren't fun. They were nasty, and we understood that coming in. I mean, I understood that. I remember Troy Palomalu one play. Uh, we had a, a third and one, and we ran an ISO play. He came off the edge, and the receiver didn't block him. And I knew as soon as I saw him coming, I was like, all right, he's, he's going to try to take my legs out because that's how he tackles. He tackles low. So I had to brace for that. 
Now, in the same situation, he caught my knee in the side of his head, and he went out cold. Hmm. And I went down too. He wasn't trying to hurt me, but that's how our games are played. And so there's a reason that they, they, they put this on Monday Night Football, right? It, it's not – you put this on Monday Night Football because of the way it happened. Was it last year or was it two years ago? The playoff game two years ago, was yeah. It two, that was, that's why it's – because you want – People watch those things because it was such an out uh, – it wasn't even an outcry of the game. It just had such high ratings. Everyone was talking about it on Twitter. Oh, this is a football game. Oh, this is how it's supposed to be played. So don't – when you expect – like when you want that, you're going to get some good with it you're going to get some bad with it. It's just part I of the wonder, game. yeah. I, I, you know, I'm trying – it's interesting because, like I say, when you watch then the outcome with Shazier, suddenly, like I say, I feel like there's an element of like, oh, no. Uh, well, oh, see, I, for, I you forget – play to play and week to week and is this team going to be able to beat that team come January and everything else right. and all of a sudden it just stops uh you know stops d- well, dead and and you realize oh no what I mean people that, get hurt I forget it's all of a sudden, and all of a sudden you and Ike and everybody I say says who goes out there it's real out there it's 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 live now like you always say that and that is not a place for somebody like me and, and that- if you put me out there I would cry well, but you but see the thing is, although prepare, I would lead a, t- a touchdown drive if I had prepare the right all offense. off season, you prepare your body to handle anything, and that's why these guys work so hard. That's why the guys, and that's why the mentality is completely different playing football than it is playing basketball, baseball, soccer, because it's a completely different sport. It's 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 a someone. It's not a collision sport. It's a or it's, it's a collision sport, not a contact sport. And, and I think hmm. that's true. That that's the difference. And so your mentality has to be completely different. Uh, I remember hearing, uh, you know, you have hosts that are in Vegas that take you out. And, and so I would ask one of the, the women that, that were one of our hosts, uh, one of the hosts for some of the guys I'd go with, like, what's the difference between a football player and a basketball player? And she was like, well, basketball players are like real chill, mellow, laid back. As a football player, you saw what happened on Monday. You, you can't be laid back and chill playing this game. There's no way. You have to rile yourself up to understand that you're going to run full speed. Sometimes 10 yards away, sometimes five yards away. The, the, I thought the biggest hit of the game. And, and, and people are going to look, probably look at me crazy. was when Le'Veon Bell I, accelerated into Vontaze I was Vontes just going to say that to you. That was the biggest hit of the game. That is exactly what I wanted to talk about, is in the midst of a game like that, that all of a sudden to flip the script in that manner and with all that's going on, and, you know, I'm sure the players, once they get to the locker room at halftime, understand where Ryan Shazier is. Yeah. He's in the hospital now. Levy and Bell, I mean, that mentality to, to flip it and say, oh, you're going to hit me? No, no, no. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to hit you. And at some point, I legitimately started to – I mean, this is embarrassing for Drake or Patrick. I mean, he's he's getting oh, – yeah. Well, he's not – but that's not his job. His I job know, but I mean – doing that. 26 – He did the best he Decided at some point – I. All right. This, it's either I, you're going to hit me or I'm going to hit you in that situation. I'm going to start delivering the blows to you guys, defense. Get ready here. I, I mean, I've, I've when you're coach, like growing up, you're coached by all different type of coaches. And there's some people, you know, you say, oh, now either you're going to be the hammer or the nail. In that situation, he was like, I'm going to be the hammer. I'm I, not going to get hit. I've listened to Ike Taylor and Willie McGinnis go back and forth on this, the Patriots way and the Steelers way. And, you know, the Patriots in the 21st century, we can debate back and forth all that stuff with that game on the horizon and everything else. But the Patriots way is stay disciplined and, and all of that sort of thing. Ike will tell you and unashamedly like, listen, it's one on one, beat the guy up in front of you and physically beat him. And, you know, the Steelers, given that that is what football is, that this, you, you can understand then when fans 
come down on the side of like, yes, I love to see my guys physically dominate the other guys. You shoved us, and then they and the Steelers right. shoved you back. It's kind of a, like I say, a reflected toughness that that yeah. we're imbued with. I'm not a tough guy. I'm from yeah. Pittsburgh, but I I feel like I can puff my chest out. Like I, we're I the think... baddest guys on the block. And uh, and then every once in a while, you're reminded like, ooh, I you know I better temper that a little. Well, it's 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 funny because I, I coach my son's youth football team. Um, I was one of the assistant coaches there. And this year we didn't have the best year, and one of the reasons was that we weren't physical enough, right? And and it wasn't it wasn't because other teams were just you know one was because we were younger, we had a lot of young kids on our team, and it was some of them was their first time playing football, so they played soccer, they played flag football. And then now you get into tackle, it's a little bit different, right? Because guys are flying around and doing some things. But one of the things that we did as coaches, we decided okay, we have to make have a more physical practice. Right, so then it's at least that our kids are conditioned for contact, um, and that was after two games, right? We played two games, won the first one, and then the second one we kind of got handled a little bit by a team that ended up winning the championship. But you have to be conditioned for that, and, and for fans, every day you're not going into a a, a building knowing that you're going to go run into somebody. Like that's why I tell people, um, I was asked one day about concussions, and like would I play football now? Knowing, you know, because uh, when I got in the league, concussions, it was kind of on the brink in 2006, but it w- didn't really come out to like 2008, 2009, like how bad they were. And um, one of the people asked me, they were like, you know, would you play football now knowing what you did back then? And, and, and my answer was yes. Because the reason football allowed me to do things that I've never, I've probably never been able to do. One, uh, change my family's uh, uh, life expectancy or generational wealth. It's something that we would have never had as a family if, if it wasn't for football. Otherwise, I'd probably still be working wherever, just like everyone else in my family are, or different things like that. Um, two, I have kids that don't have to go through that what I had to go through growing up. I, I really do feel like that's the thing because we, you know, often in society – we are offended for other people right. and we're worried for other people. And I don't mean that we should be myopic and not uh, feel for other human beings, but sometimes we, we raise a red flag on behalf of other people when they're not asking us to. And I feel like when I talk to football players, I've never heard any guy say when I ask them, like, what do you think about it? Well, no, I mean, I, I understood the risk. I know the risk. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, that nobody is, nobody is regretting having done that. And, you know. and, and the reason being is is because majority and – I, and I, I can't say all because you have guys like Andrew Luck who's – you know, and Peyton Manning's whose dad played. You have guys whose dad played in the league and they play because they love the game. And, and I love the game more than anybody. But also I had an extra incentive because I had a chance to do something for my family that's never been done before. Um, and so every day I go to work, I mean, I would have these talks with like our, our scouts and they'd be like, well, man, you come to work every day and you're always professional. I'm like – because first of all, this is my job. You you pay me to do a certain thing, but then two, like I have kids I have to feed. Like this is what I'm this is what I'm getting compensated for. Same way I would be if I was working at you know whatever other business there may be. Your job is to go in there. The same way if I'm working here, my job is to come in here and give uh, certain analysis that I expect to happen, or and I may not be right all the time, but I'm gonna give you reasons why I think these things are gonna happen. And I try to get here and I try to do the best I can every day. The same with football. I go in there every day. <clears throat> knowing that I'm going to have to run my head into somebody every Tuesday or every Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then Saturday I get a day off, and then Sunday I got to do it again. We should institute that behind the glass. No question. Emma VP and uh, the – Oh, and look who walks through as the door flies open. In comes – Hello. 
Philadelphia's favorite Uh-oh. lady. It's we got some wolf, we got some right? funk right here. A Philly girl from the very start. That's you know I've heard more than enough now. Your Eagles you don't like flying anymore, high like until Sunday are they, night. Are they flying high? No, I just said until Sunday night. <laughs> yeah, they came crashing down. I, I predicted that. Who's been riding the Eagles I, I, all season? I but I told you the Seahawks would beat them. I, I know. I, I told you, too. We had to talk about that. I, it's hard to come to that Northwest, man. That Northwest is tough to play for. It's tough to play up there. I also feel like there's that bubble effect. Like, you you know, when when nothing is going against you at some point, you kind of, if you're an Eagles fan, I think, I don't know, maybe I'm, uh, you know, superstitious or whatever. I'd like to see that bubble get what, punctured what is, what is a little bit. What is that thing called? Like, uh, I don't want to just always – the what? Something law. Murphy's law. Murphy's law. Yeah. yeah that's how I live my life. Like, that's no, why I haven't even been way. able to enjoy the run that the Eagles no. have been on because I've been waiting for something terrible See, to happen. Just calamity Let me to, tell you, to, to so ensue. Coach uh, Gus Bradley used to tell us about Murphy's law. It's a guy. He used to always tell us, like, uh, I'll, I'll tell you the story. So my Murphy was, it was a girl <laughs> in, uh, I was in the third grade. And this girl, she punked me in front of everybody. Like, made me cry and everything. What, how, well, what did, what, what did she do exactly? Well, a lot of stuff went down. We were so playing great. kickball. We were Because this, this is kind of – it's going to come back all the way to football. We were playing kickball. Okay. And uh, I kicked the ball and I hit her in the face. And she was – at the time, you know, in the Ooh. third grade, girls grow faster. She, but she ended up – I think she ended up being like 5'11", 6 foot. So she was taller than a lot of us uh, then. Um, and she, like, punked me. She bullied me. And – and uh, in front of the school. And so all my boys were like, ah, ha, 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 such and such. <laughs> and I'm not going to say her name because she's, she's – we're good people still. I still tell her that when I see her, like, you know – you were my Murphy. Like you were the person that I, I thought, like, if as good as I was gonna get, this one woman, what this one little girl, what she did to me was gonna follow me the rest of my life. And so that day, I went into the mirror. I went home and I looked in the mirror and I was like, I will never, ever let this happen to me again. And then so from that point, I never let it happen to me. Think again. about you the butterfly the effect. Think that. about the butterfly right, right. effect. If you don't, if if that doesn't happen, it's who crazy. knows what Maurice Jones Drew is right. doing yeah. with his life? So so that's Mur- That's my Murphy, and, and that's her, her. Whatever her name is, that's 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 my Murphy's law. So. Once I got to Gus Bradley, I told yeah. him this story, and he goes, "Dude, I had it." And he so he tells the story about his Murphy, and he goes, "Once you overcome that, then you you can you're free. You're free. You you don't ever think, okay, we're playing so well, something bad has to happen. Like, no, you're gonna keep playing well because you know that's never that's out of your I mind. Yes, so I don't. So gotta, I've never gotten to that whatever point. Whatever your yet. Murphy is, you got to get past it. Like whatever. Well, know. that's one of the you know that's obviously talk about human psychology. That's the one of two sides, either. You're expecting you're, you're, you're a sunny disposition, yeah. not sunny disposition, but you take whatever uh, bad stuff has happened to you in your life and you use it and it makes you stronger and you push forward with it or you let it beat you down and you wind up being like me. I don't Decide know. I, see, I don't really probably. fall in either you one of be those more categories. More like this or more like that. I just live my set, my life with like crippling anxiety do, about everything. Do you think like oh I've had quarter three, mile at a time? Do you think oh no, that's different. That's, that's, yeah, that's different. <laughs> do, you, do you think like I have oh I've had three good days, so next, tomorrow has to be a bad day? No, no, that's I've had true. I don't tell do me that. that. I've had people tell me that like oh my life is going too good, something bad has to happen. What? But I think that with teams. Are that's how I think. Really? That's unbelievable. Like no, really, all the good stuff has to keep coming. Yeah. Little rays of sunshine just keep coming falling on me. Well, you know, I mentioned <laughs> um, 
the uh, the Patriots and Steelers upcoming, and uh, a couple of our pals, Perloff, who's a big Eagles guy, you know, over there on the on the Dan Patrick Show, and Will Brinson, who we do need to get back, by the way, Emma VP. I was kibitzing. Will him is online. awesome. I love. He is. Will. He's one of the he's one of the greats in uh, in the football media out there. A funny and uh, good fella. But our NFC South QB rankings, we need an update on those. It looks. I said Matt Ryan. No, I said Drew Brees. By the end of the season, would be the fourth best quarterback in that division. Uh, wrong. So for the second fourth straight, best? well, then last year I said that Matt Ryan would be, and he won the MVP. Oh wow! So anyway, who cares what I think Good about job. all that? That's a, I, I, let me know who you think next year, so I could. Uh, well, they were talking about go completely opposite. But talk about that kind of psychology, Maurice. And this is a great division between football players' mentality, high end pro athletes versus schnooks like me. Is they're, so they're talking, Perloff and Brinson, and then I chime in as well. Like, well, you're not going to beat the Patriots twice in the same year if you're the Steelers, so don't you want to lose in Heinz Field, floats Perloff. And I say, yeah, that's right, because it does have, like, well, lightning's not going to strike twice yeah. in the same year kind of thing. If, no. you, if you survive them I'm once, on the same page as what you. are the chances they're going to do it again? That's not going to happen. Maybe Let's get it out of the way yeah, now. Get, don't, don't, lose the, don't win this one, Steelers, because you ain't going to beat them a second time, certainly. Right. First of all, but then again, that's a fan's mentality, and that has nothing to do with reality. <laughs> and by the way, no. just in this decade, the Patriots have the four playoff losses they've had. They've lost to those four teams in the regular season. Yeah. And two of them were in Foxborough in oh, January, wow. yeah. so there's no, so there isn't any actual uh, evidence to support that. But that is in my head. Uh, so the thing that I would say this about Pittsburgh and in, in, in uh, New England is that in the AFC, you want to have home field advantage. R- reason being, if you're the one seed, you always want to be because they all everything has to come through you, right? You don't want to have to travel, and that's why New England the last couple of years. Remember, they they lost to Denver in Denver. Right, both it, times, both times, right, or twice in three years, exactly, or like so. You want to have the other times when it's in Foxborough, they have a they kind of kind of go through, uh, and, and so in those situations, this game, week fifteen, this this Pittsburgh Steelers game, uh, New England Patriots game is 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 more important than what people think because the winner, it's it's hard to beat Pittsburgh, yeah, it's hard to beat them because Big Ben for some reason plays phenomenal in Pittsburgh, right? We know we know the home and road splits, so to get that home game against them in the playoffs in Pittsburgh. You got a heck of a chance. And that's why it's so important for the Steelers to get it because of the way that Big Ben plays on the road. But but the Wolf, you know this. See, this is, again, the fan mentality coming in here. This is what we need to talk. We need to get But you know what I think about this. It's the curse of Sposta. You don't want to be the team that's supposed to win because that adds pressure to you. No, it and if you're the – Why would it? What, listen. You're supposed to win every game. Andy Reid's Eagles. What was it? 17 uh, straight God. home games in the NFC title game. What was it? Was something that was four years in a row. Yeah. Right? Four years in a row. That's pressure when you're supposed to do it. When you're that is extra pressure. Well, well, it's just the Buccaneers. That's what we got to take care of. We got to beat the Buccaneers to advance to the Super Bowl. It's awful. We, then, then that starts to creep. Well, we we're supposed to do this. Listen, we better do it. We so, better do it I now. So much rather let be me, the other me, team in that take, scenario. No, no, you have no, a devil may no, care no, attitude when you're like, well, nobody thinks we can win. That's no. why every team. Then why does every team? Build up this nonsense. That's that's that. about no one outside this there's locker room coach, believes in us. You there's like a coach. That. I'm gonna say what happened. There was a coach who did that probably like in the '60s, and because he did it in the '60s, and he probably won doing that, it spread like wildfire, like it always does. So the game. players don't buy it. They no. say it an awful lot for a bunch of guys who don't believe it. But that's this part of the. That's part of what the the football culture has become. Like I listen. I don't care. It, you don't have to believe in me. No one. Like I tell people, I don't. 
okay, everyone said I was short. Okay, that, what does that mean to me? I'm going to still go out here and do my job and, and ball out. My biggest thing is that you, you're right. I think you're right. The, the, the must-win games aren't the playoff games, the AFC versus the AFC championship mm-hmm. game. The must-win games are beating Cincinnati and Cincinnati. That's the hardest game that you, you've seen. Like, the teams, beating the teams that you're supposed to beat in the regular season, those are the toughest. Like, so for the Rams, uh, this week was the Cardinals. Yeah. And they, they, they Adrian Peterson's out. Blaine Gabbard had just come come off a big win against the uh, the Jaguars. But they were ravished with injuries. Like, I mean, it was one of those games like, you, like, this is easy. You should win. And guess what? The first, it was, it started off hot. They went off. They were up 16-0. Then all of a sudden, the Cardinals came fighting back. And then they end up finishing. Those are the toughest games because it's easy to get up for the, the AFC Championship game. Those are easy, right? It's easy. You're in the playoffs. You should get up for every game. I agree, but here's the thing. If you're just a random human being, you can't have unshakable confidence. At some point, it becomes unwise to not recognize your own mortality. And if you're doing something wrong, nope, I'm doing it right. That's, at some point, insanity to just keep banging your head against the wall. However... The Patriots do it all the time. I know, but the other side True. is right. the other side is this thing that is scary is if you go and play the Jacksonville Jaguars right now because they have no sense at all None. that they aren't the best team in the history of football. To uh, correct no that defense at least they think. Oh yeah, we're the what? What they, do you mean? You know what, what they told? What do you mean? Me? We're we're taking the torch from the Seahawks? We're better than they you know ever what they told were. Me? You know what they, they tell told you? Me? So I go down there and I'm. Uh, first of all, I love Jalen Ramsey uh, because his confidence, especially at that position. Unwavering confidence. Love it. But uh, I think Miles Jack said it best. He goes, look, sometimes our offense struggles, but they know if they give us three a three-point lead, the game is over. That's awesome. Like, like we, don't, we don't care who it is. Like, to Unless have that them, type I don't of like that. attitude on, me as on defense. Fan. I love like, we that. Don't, we don't care. Like, and, and, and the funny thing about it, so as I was walking through the, the halls and talking to people, um, because granted, they're, they're, you know, there's other little things that they're playing for too. Like Paul Puzlesen never had a winning season in his career. That's crazy. So, right, so think about that. This guy's played what, 11 years or something like that. Really? He wasn't there when you guys were winning in no, he came, field? he came in 2012. Hmm. Yeah. He was in Buffalo. So, oh, right, right, so right. So he has all these, so oh he's never, God. so all of a sudden that's like a big thing. Like he needs to have a winning season. So they're fighting for that. Right. But then the other thing is like they played the Patriots. They, they practice against them in New England. See, people forget about that in yeah. August. They have no fear of anyone. You've beaten Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh. You've practiced against the Patriots. Everyone else you play, oh, we played the best two teams. We beat we beat one of them. We practiced against the other one. And, we, and, and from what you hear in those reports, I had to go back, you know, and do some research. The Jags defense handled the Patriots in, the, in, the, in, the, in those drills, in those simulation drills in practice. So, as a Jags defense, I'm not afraid of anyone. The Wolf, I want to get to the NFC side of things. Okay. But real quick, the update on the AFC playoffs, well, everybody decreed that the narrative is is that it's top-heavy or that they're only one-and-a-half or oh. two-and-a-half good teams on the AFC. Now look at it. If you wind up with the Ravens, that nasty defense, yeah. as a six-seed, and now you get the Chargers into the mix who are playing really I well. I love the Chargers. And the Jags on defense, and then the Patriots and Steelers. It ain't such an easy ride no matter what. That's a compelling it's side of things. It's well. my, this is my favorite time of the year. I love when all the teams just start scrapping When, when the Eagles it. still have a shot at winning a Super Bowl. It's, that should be your favorite time. Yeah, it doesn't year. really come around a lot. Well, I was going to say this, too. Like The thing I've noticed more about the NFC is different than the AFC is teams in the NFC can't travel. Hmm. Like, really? If you notice, a lot of the road team always loses 
in the NFC. If you look oh, at it, let's talk about your Rams and your Eagles. Oh, let's yeah, get into it get, now. Oh. Let's get to it. The weekly Q and A. It's time for the Q and A. Here we go. What, what do, do you say? say? It's gonna be a great, great day. day. It is time for the Q and A. That, Why do you love that? That was on the spot, yo. Yeah. Think about that. There it's was getting no better. On the- yeah, yeah. Take that freestyling uh, Wu-Tang Clan. We, totally. Go head to new. head with Wu-Tang. We're the new Wu. Me and uh, the wolf. Why not? I'm just a producer. You laid out. You didn't want to participate, it's not, it's not you know? Left out yeah. of history it's there, Maurice. You can produce, but you're I producing I spit straight us, so facts. <laughs> homie. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Why don't we keep the role going there when with, with talking about the Eagles? Is that all right, uh, MVP behind the glass? If we jump to the second question on our Q&A list here, Chris Manera asks us, do you think the Eagles bounce back this uh, week against the LA Rams? Now I'm so worried about the Eagles now. Now, now I, this is what I've been waiting for. They weren't uh, like, that's not a game against Seattle that they were supposed to win. Yes, they Even were. though, no, no, no. I mean, this favored. Eagles team going across the country, oh, going into shoot. Seattle against a team, even though they have all of these injuries in the secondary. No offensive line. Look, I, Dwayne Brown has changed things for them. I'm just no, saying. They, like, they he, were still he's getting helped. pressure. Russell Wilson was still running all over the place, but it's different now. I just, I didn't. I was really worried about it going in, and now the fact that they they lost that game, I think it's going to be in their heads a little bit. I I don't think don't I, I'm just worried. I'm worried about me. them. I'm just saying. Don't you check on me? You know, Sheck does that every time. Like I I set this the is bar just the one game really I low. Feels, I think Pittsburgh is going to lose this one, and then he always goes back to like I, I, that's unfair. How dare you charge me with that? I picked. The last five years, I've picked the Steelers' record. I have. <laughs> like, he always does that, right? You can't do that. You have to be a fan. I am a and fan, you, but fans I, have to be crazy. No, don't but really I'm tell me what I have to do. I'm a realistic fan. No, don't be realistic. Those aren't fans. It, look, are, listen. If <laughs> I if I expect them to lose this game, I can only win. If they win, then that's, I won. That's, that's if what they, I'm saying. If that's they what lose, does. I was right. Like, only oh, a true fan can no. uh, can look at his team and be honest and say no. this is an and issue. See the you flaws. said that Pittsburgh was going to lose to Cleveland this year. I didn't say that. You said in Cleveland. This I is- said it could happen, and they almost did lose that game. <laughs> see, see, see what I'm saying? It's a confidence level. Let, let me, right. Let me say this. Let me say this. Uh, and. I, I've done the little east to west, stay on the west coast thing. It's tough. It's because it, you, as athletes, you have become a, and you you know this, you have creatures. You're creatures of habit. So you're always, every Tuesday, you always do this. Every Wednesday, you always do this. Every Thursday, you always do this. Well, when you don't get to do it, it throws you off a little bit. You feel awkward. Yeah. Like, it's like, like, man, like my clothes aren't fitting right today. Or, I'm like, why is my shoe tight? Like, you know, like it's just things because you're not, everything, especially during the season, is, is so structured you're, and done a certain way. Um, that's the thing that scares me about the Eagles mm-hmm. is that they're gonna they're gonna be off their schedule, right? So it's, they flew in. I want to say yesterday. Did they fly in yesterday? I think, I think they, they got they, there yeah. on Monday. And by the way, Todd Gurley had a, a Great. had a funny tweet. He, Go yeah. out, have a good time. I to, know. Uh, to, that's the thing. I mean, like you're what? you're living in New Jersey or Philadelphia, and then all of a sudden you're in LA. It's beautiful it's out. Nice I mean, this week has been gorgeous. Well, Not really. A, it's today's a little the chilly. Air is cr- well, the air outside there's uh, well, there's a fire. There's fire. I walked outside. It smells like uh So I thought someone was burning leaves, but I'm like, oh right, you get arrested out here for that. Like you get in a lot of trouble for burning leaves in LA. Like that's just like a, an East yeah. Coast thing. But, but it's I, like, ooh, I it think, smells delicious. Al. But I think, <laughs> I think again, you know, 
what happens in your favor is because they got beat so handily in Seattle mm-hmm. that they, they may be more focused this game. But I tell you what, it's something about that. Like for this to, to see the Rams go up to Minnesota and then kind of struggle in the fourth quarter and lose, and to see the Saints come up here and not play their best game uh, on, on the road, uh, to see Carolina go down and get handled. Uh, against New Orleans, like it's weird. Like the maybe only maybe it's a good thing though. Maybe only, it's a good thing for the Eagles to the, have lost. Well, the only thing Seattle. is, let me say this: the only thing is, I, that's where I come down. Is what? that I like the bu- the the bubble to get punctured sometimes as a reminder. Like, all right, we're not world beaters. We can't just run out there and right. beat they anybody. They lost to Kansas City, who you know who's lost almost every game the last. <laughs> I know seven that was weeks. bad. Anyways, um, I was going to say that it just seemed the only team that doesn't do that is Minnesota, right. Minnesota's the only team that 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 whole uh, thought that I was saying teams lose on the on the road. Minnesota doesn't do that. Minnesota scares me a lot, and and I thought because they win a certain way in that first half of the Eagles game. Carson Wentz did not look himself. I thought he looked rattled. Like it looked like it was a little much. I don't know if it was the noise. I've never been to that. Oh, you never been? Oh, wow. oh, you gotta go. So I would wow. love gotta go. to go. Are you kidding me? I, I've played. <laughs> you should have taken the road trip for that. One. Oh, oh that would be great. Listen, I've been up there. I played one time. We played up there and we lost forty-one nothing. Very embarrassing. That was Oof. crazy loud. Another time, I went up there with the Raiders, uh, and we lost. And I mean, it was cra- like I've never seen anything like it. Like, it was bananas. Really? And it wasn't even. I I can't even imagine what it was like when the Niners used to play the Seahawks in those AFC West battles, those NFC Championship games up there. I know it was like that's a playoff atmosphere that he saw. Right, wow. the, similar to where the Rams saw in Minnesota, you saw a playoff atmosphere in those situations. Like, how do you? It when your body physically shakes, shakes. from yes. the from the sound. When I, I've been down on the field a couple of times with that, and they also run out onto the field with the, with fiery explosions and everything. I mean, it it, it really is. Don't all teams do that? It's Roman it times, teams but it's so loud. Wow. But it's I I don't know how it's, else to describe it. And they're just intensely loud. It's the loudest. It's oh the my! Loudest, it's the loudest outdoor stadium. Shaq is a football player. It's, it's the loudest outdoor stadium there is. Every all indoor stadium. I know. I saw they were. Who'd be a better football um, player, me or the Wolf? Me, me. There was a shot of Howie Roseman with earplugs in, like in in the booth. Yeah, they're wearing earplugs. Yeah, they've already lost. In the box, I mean, no yeah. And he comes down, and he's like, come on, fellas, today, why are you yelling? Oh, I'm sorry, I'll get the earplugs <laughs> Excuse in. Excuse me, what was that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it's great. I, mean, I just, I don't know if they bounce back, though. Let me ask you this. What about, uh, first of all, as we've discussed, the Odell Beckham and everybody else. By the way, I love that it's only Odell Beckham who was on that boat a year ago. <laughs> That's what right. the story's turned into. It's as though it was a one-man uh, ship out there. But anyway... The, the the Giants' uh, diabolical uh, enjoyment of uh, of a big victory being demonized and all that kind of stuff. Is there any chance that uh, that will be a narrative that emerges from uh, from Eastern Pennsylvania's Eagles as they spend some time out here in Southern California? Is that something? If you're out here for a week, you fly from Seattle to L.A. All right, we have a game on Sunday. Hey, let's have some fun out here. We're in L.A., fellas. All right, I mean, they probably went out last night. I mean, that's what most guys do. You go out night Tuesday, Monday Tuesday. Maybe Thursday, but I mean, after Thursday, you're you're chill. I mean, again, it's just like anything. I, I tell people this all the time. Like I've seen people here at at the NFL media in Vegas on Sunday, knowing they have to be work Monday morning. Oh, I bet I know exactly who you saw. It, 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 <laughs> is is is? But as long as you get your job Colleen? done, you're fine. It yeah. was not me. Yeah, it was Colin. As, as I long can as never you never go your, back to Vegas. As long as you get your job done, it doesn't matter. If you lose and those pictures show out, then it's oh my god, it's just it's just nonsense. I, I yeah. think like. Them dudes went out. Yeah, they should have. I mean, that's what you're supposed to do. It's your off day. 
Here's our not, next question. Oh, go ahead. Do you not go out as hard, though, after a loss? And you're Probably go out harder. After, really? Yeah, because you're trying to drain your, drown your sorrows. Interesting. Okay. Especially well. after being 10 and 1. You guys 10 and 1? Yeah. Oh, yeah, and you took a licking like that? You're hoping. This other thing. You're hoping you don't see them again. Right. Because you have a chance to run into them one more time. So then you do like the idea. So you do want to win, even this close to the playoffs. So back to Steelers-Patriots, uh-huh. because it would seem as though, which means it's not going to happen, by the way, since everyone declared in August, oh, it's the Steelers and Patriots. They're going to play in the title game again. That means it can't happen. When listen, everybody listen, listen, decides right, it right. In, in the preseason, it's going to be the Jags. I keep, telling you that, I keep telling you, the AFC North is terrified of the Jaguars. Pittsburgh does not want to see Jacksonville. I know it's they just, don't. It's just something about it. And we'll see the it. Patriots either. Yeah, but, well, no, but it's just something about certain teams. Like, <laughs> when you get to a, scene, a team like that, like Baltimore doesn't want to see the Jaguars. I'm telling you, like, that just, was one of my predictions this weekend, that the Jags win the AFC title game. Yeah, I, I told you they go to the Super Bowl. I, <laughs> <laughs> she woes her own prediction. Wow. <laughs> That's By the way, what's going on? I, I, I see you tweeting about the crystal ball. Crystal ball this, crystal ball that. Listen, listen. I'm a just, liter- the literal crystal ball. I know. We don't do it anymore. We don't, oh, you don't why, do why a not? crystal ball thing? Well, they got one one of those ones from Spencer's. Oh, Remember that you touch and When's it had. Oh, yeah, MJ face showing up in the it. crystal ball. That was so fun. My, and, my and head is through. a literal ball. I know. That's right. I used to so, wear that necklace on my head. Yeah. <laughs> those were good times. Me and the wolf. I never did that before. She Then she said when she started to get bigger and bigger, she's like, uh, rider. I don't ever have to appear on camera with Damashek, you know. That, well, this and is a violation. Right, this yeah. is all right. We'll let we'll we'll give her this. We'll 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 do this. Um, <laughs> all right. Next question comes to us. Oh, this is a good one. This was a big moment for uh, for one Eddie Spaghetti, a uh, lifetime highlight. As a matter of fact, Alice in Chains, one of his favorite bands of all time. So Spaghetti was thrilled to get the kibitz with one Jerry Cantrell of Alice in Chains, mm. and uh, here's what Jerry had to ask. I'd like to know your opinion on the uh, best home field advantage in the NFL. Well, I believe that's... it's Seattle, but uh, what do you huh. say? Well, there I was going to tell you that. First of all, he's they're a huge Seahawks fan because we were in a fantasy league together that I let Elliot help me with the draft. Oh, really? Came in dead last, so never let Elliot Harrison do anything. <laughs> if Elliot Harrison gives you, this is for all the people listening. If Elliot Harrison gives you fantasy advice, do the talk. I don't know about no. fantasy ball. I only know about real ball. It was unbelievable. Well, you let him help you. Well, because I was doing three drafts at once, and that was the lie. That was a, we were all face to face. I was like, Elliot, just help me. Tell me when we're going. Uh, anyways. <laughs> First of all, Jerry Cantrell in his bathroom at his house. First of all, his house is awesome. Uh, in the bathroom, he has a he has a skeleton smoking a cigarette, shooting dice. I couldn't believe it. No. I, I said this. I took a picture of it, but it was in my other phone. And that one, I have a new one now. No skeletons in his closet. Rather, just in, in the, the restroom. Yeah, no question. Uh, best home field advantage. Seattle's is up there. Um, I think, but not impregnable any longer. No, They've, I mean that's that, the thing. Remember? They used to ne- – it was, oh, yeah. well, there's a game up there. Well, that's that. Yeah, they're, they're 8 no. They're 8 no up there. Um, Seattle are – the Falcons have come and uh, destroyed that. <sighs> Pittsburgh has a – Pittsburgh can get loud, and their fans are just unruly. Really? I mean, throw, they throw batteries and stuff. Oh, stop it. They don't throw you, batteries. Don't you Some dare. Steelers fans are doing that. Yeah, I mean, it must be a, a Pennsylvania thing because Philly fans – How dare you? God, that was so long ago. Yeah, was it? So long ago. How long? Like J.D. Drew. I think that's who they were throwing batteries October. at. And that yeah, was, it was, it was like, so long ago. Bet. That's when that was happening. It was, it was Christmas <laughs> coming up. Anyways, oh uh, I would say 
I disagree with you about that because the Patriots in the 21st century in two title games, not one, have come up, come into Pittsburgh and left with uh, the AFC crown. I, I would this year. I'm gonna talk about this year. Okay. What I've what I've been witness Minnesota. Minnesota really? was crazy, and it was cold. It was like eight degrees outside, and they had the the dome, and literally that thing was rocking from 10 a.m. to the time we left. Can I tell you one? Can I tell you something about the Minnesota? I think if you're just an objective football fan and want to root for something in the playoffs this year, it's for the Vikings to have uh, a seed that allows them to host the NFC title game. Because if they do, whoever is playing them, no win or lose, the person or the team in the building that emerges victorious there goes to the Super Bowl. So imagine the stakes. First oh of all, you're a Vikings fan and you've been with them for 50 years. And by the way, while we – you know, while we pity and and feel for and maybe make some fun of Browns fans and Jets fans and these perennial losers, we kind of sleep on these these fan bases like the Chiefs and the Vikings. They have both those teams haven't been to a Super Bowl in forever. In spite of always being or or generally being competitive teams, they never they haven't been to a Super Bowl in forever. The Vikings, not since Super Bowl 11, 40 years ago or whatever that is, and uh, so now you're walking into the stadium with that baggage, like maybe 15 and one, Gary Anderson missed that kick when we were the best team in football. All the baggage. Oh, Fran Tarkenton in the four Super Bowl losses. Now's a chance at redemption. Come on, Case Keenum and company. If we lose this game, you talk about Sposta, the curse of Sposta, how much pressure you're going to feel. And either way, if you're the road team going in there and you win that one, just set up some tents. You stay there for the fortnight. For two two weeks. We're not going home. We're just going to stay here. Why, Why travel? We're just gonna we'll stay here. Well, I want to say it was. This is like the the closest a team has ever become or come to like, you know, being a number one seed now. How amazing would that be if they ended up playing able to host that? It's funny the Saints haven't. But I guess the Saints Saints, haven't been that good that many times. Well, because normally I want to say what was who where was the Super Bowl last year? Houston. Yeah, Houston had a chance, but they weren't like the one seed, right? They were like the five seed or the three seed or something Mm -hmm. like that. Like this, I think this might be the first time a one seed is actually hosting the Super Bowl. This late in the season, think about that. I want. I, I don't know if that's. I that sounds right to me. Yeah. But either way, imagine how compelling. I mean, it's all, who's going to go to the Super Bowl. In uh, you know, I would contend that I find Championship Weekend more compelling than I do the Super Bowl, unless your team's in it, because there's something about. It's wild you know, the, it's the journey, the not the destination. To mentality. me, Wild Card Weekend I is love the best wild card because weekend. Wild Card Weekend. Like anything can happen. Well, divisional round is my favorite. People, I don't know why. I like wild card. Wild card to me because I'm older than you, and I remember when wild card weekend was two games, and it was oh. kind of strange. Oh, it was like, really? well, these are the two worst teams playing each other. Or they're it's, gonna get eliminated. I love it. And that was at a time when first generally weekend of the playoffs. W- like these games really, really matter now. And the and, and what I like about wild card weekend is that literally, like anything else, unlike unlike baseball, unlike basketball, like. This is the one game you can have the six seed upset the three seed. Yeah, well, that's what and, didn't and you used to make, happen. And you so can good. make a run. And with that, like, seeing that happen, because, I mean, even in Jacksonville, when we went to the playoffs the one time we were there, uh, to go into Pittsburgh and win, like, that next week, I've never seen so much media in Jacksonville in my life. It was like, oh, my God, you guys are going <laughs> to run, win the Super Bowl. I was like, oh, whoa, whoa, we just, we, we just won one game, you know? But it was like, it's crazy because so much. David Garrard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He got I didn't it. like any of that. I didn't like any of that stuff. And I, how dare you come in here and throw that in that my face. That is great. Like that. You guys won two Super Bowls after that, right? Who's going to – let's just decide it here and now. 
who is going to get that one seed in the NFC? Because now they're all neck and neck. And I'll, I'll say this right out of the gate before you guys answer. Thursday night football, I know this is self-validating to say, but I picked the Falcons to win that division. That loss to the Vikings seemed bad. Ooh, that's a gut punch. That's probably it for the Falcons. Yep. No, no. Falcons still have two with the Saints. They beat them starting on Thursday night. Their role can still go on. They can still claim that division. And I remind everybody, I know it's week 14, so now, well, ah, we, we know who's good and who's bad. Still ways to go here. The Saints can certainly plummet. You know, they're still, uh, uh, they're still the Vikings can still fall back. The Packers can the, still the get Viking, into it. The, the Eagles can regress. I mean, all those things Vikings, can still certainly happen. And by the way, the Seahawks can still win the division against your team. If the Eagles go down to go uh, go oh, down know. here, oh I know, and knock them off. I mean, the idea that that the Rams are the Again, West champs I, settle down, everybody. I, already, ways to go. Yeah. So I said this a long time ago. I said this when the the Rams lost to Seattle uh, at home, when they should have won that game. They had all those yards. You had five turnovers. You still had a chance to win at the end. That you have to, you know, even if you would have won that game. The champions, you still have to beat Seattle and Seattle to win the NFC West Championship. That's just what it comes down to. And that's literally what it's going to come down to. No matter what happens this game, whoever wins that game in Seattle uh, two weeks from now mm-hmm. is the one that's going to win the NFC West. That's what I'm talking about from a scared fan's uh, right. perspective. You just want it to end. Like, just get – can we be done now? Like, uh, we're, we're good. We're, we're good. over yet. No, yeah. no, no. No, no. You still got to play that game. It's, it's, my, it's where my head is. Watching Monday Night Football before the game kicked off, the Steelers dominant. They're going to win the North. It's now just a matter of if they get the one seed or the two seed. And then you kind of think about it like, hey, listen, they could lose in Cincy. Then they go Ravens in Pittsburgh. Then they go Patriots in Pittsburgh. Steelers could very well wrong. find themselves yeah. as like a six seed if things go go wrong here. You, I knew what the, I, I, you know what I was thinking about in the beginning. But they didn't. What? When A.J. Green, first of all, he should have had three touchdowns. Three. That holding penalty was ridiculous. He didn't even. That wasn't a hold? How was that a hold? You got to call holding on every play, so they're going to get hit. But I I only can think of what you look like in that situation. You need to put a camera on you (laughs) when you're watching these games. You know what? Jimmy Kimmel did that once. I was watching uh, Pitt, and I think it was Oklahoma State in the March Madness, and – I, and uh, he said, uh, I, you know, go ahead, just watch the game. You know, he said, you don't have to come up to the office until till that game's over with. And so I sat at my desk and was I was trying to work. And at some point I just got consumed with the game. I was like, all right, I'm forgetting about this. And I just zeroed in on that. And, uh, oh, that's why he called me to this office. He called me to his office to say, I yeah, just like, you know, I wanted to make sure we're all set. Like, you know, I know you got that game and everything. And then I go back to my desk. And, and during the time that I was in his office, they rigged they put the a camera. camera. And I came back and they had it on me for two hours Brilliant. watching me uh, sweat. That was sad. What happened. I don't remember if we, if this, I think. Shaq was just lost. crying at his desk. <laughs> I mean, we saw it. We saw <laughs> that's it, what happens to me. We saw it firsthand. Why I shouldn't on, play. On, uh, oh, my Sunday God. Blitz. On the when couch Shaq, show. Yes, the whole show went down when Pittsburgh lost. It, it, no, it was not it was a loss. Awful. It was that Roethlisberger got hit, got hurt That's against right. the Rams. And I realized, well, it's week two or three or whatever. That's well, the right. season's over now. And so I was he sad. Was like, he was like. Just quiet. I'm done. And, and Sheck's not ever quiet. He was done. The show went, the yeah. show went down. Wait, didn't you ask who's going to be the one seed in the yes, NFC? The Vikings. That's what I think is going to They Vikings. have an easier. They, they do have it. They have no, But let me say this. Because I think they have to play the Packers with Aaron Rodgers again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's very upset what happened last time. Mm-hmm. Um, they still have to go to – they have to win in Carolina, I want to say, this week. So they got a tough road. But it's crazy how the back end of all these teams, the back end of their schedule is tough. Like, 
Seattle, yeah. Seattle has Jacksonville, Rams, um, and they got a couple other teams. I mean, the whole NFC South has to play each other all over again. I know. Do not I make that. yes. Do not make any presumptions about how no. things are going to see out. You're going Vikings. Vikings. I'm gonna go. Uh, Your Rams I'm could gonna, still I'm gonna go, do I'm gonna it. Go Rams because I feel. How like, great okay. would it be for an NFC title game to be in the Coliseum? How Why fun not? would that be? Why not? Oh. Rams to the Super Bowl. Rams Jags Super Bowl. I have heard that's that would be the MJD Super Bowl. Vikings fans, by the way, are very upset with me right now because I have picked against them a number of times. I'm not picking against them again, though. I'd love for the Vikings to go to the Super Bowl. That would be great if I could. Outside of my team going to the Super Bowl, if I could, uh, I think Steelers Eagles would be a lot of fun to me personally. Yeah. But objectively, I hope the Vikings and Bills get to the Super Bowl. Those fan bases deserve it well, more than anybody. The Vikings, but then one gets <laughs> one right. sadder than ever. Well the, well, the thing with the Vikings. Though I think is that their defense is outrageous. It 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 like, officially is outrageous. Xavier Rhodes. Oh my is unbelievable. god! And the way they 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 literally made everyone else beat them, but Julio was crazy. I've never seen anything like it. I mean, to come off the game Julio had to didn't go to that. Yeah. Like wow. What he had like. 24 yards or something? I'd like to say one more thing, and then we will uh, send it over to me and Ike. I'd like to say this to you, too. Yes, Carson Wentz, if he restores, gets back back to the trajectory he was on before the trip, to the clink, he will be the MVP. Tom Brady is there looming, but he is a victim of his own success, not unlike Shaquille O'Neal or Michael Jordan or Chuck Knoll in the coaching ranks in the 70s. You don't win when you always are winning. You don't then win the MVP. Right, very similar to exactly right. You don't get those awards because it's like, well, that's the standard you've set, and so people see are vaguely unimpressed. Anyhow, Carson Wentz can be the MVP now. Russell Wilson is this week's choice, but Antonio Brown deserves legitimate consideration. I knew you were going to say that. Why? That's because that's true. He does. How many? It's not. It's not just the gaudy numbers. It's when he's making those plays. I I was up for the MVP twice: 2010, 2011. It ain't going to anybody but a quarterback from now on. That's just kind of how it is. It's yeah. unbelievable. Let's I mean, see how it all I shakes out. I mean, they out. should just change the name you of just, it. Just change the best quarterback. And, and then most valuable else. QB, MVQB. Yeah. Make then sense. offensive player of the year and then defensive yeah. player of the and year. And don't let him get offensive player of the year. Let it be someone right. – let it be another position. Yeah, non-QB offensive yeah. player of the year. Oh, and then they – I, I got to talk to Goodell about this. Well, they should also add one uh, Jenga piece of the year. That'd be yeah, a good award. Just text too. him. So who's who, so who's the Jenga piece of the year? That's a great award, a great Shecky. Ooh, Deshaun Watson? Mm. Well, we try to avoid QBs. Right, right, good, right, right. That's pretty good. Anyway, MVP would like us I'm gonna to, say, um, to I'm move gonna, along. I'm going to say Odell Beckham. No, they were 0-4 when he got hurt. He was hurt in preseason, remember? He broke his leg and he got hurt in the preseason first and didn't play. There is a correct answer to this one. Is it Eric yeah. Berry? They were able to survive for a Ooh. bit, but now they seem pedestrian. That team. I like that one. Emma VP, are we done done? We got to wrap it up here? Oh, I see Greg Rosenthal looming we in the background. got to wrap it up. The ATN guys are here. ATN guys are here. I, 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 have, I have a lot more to talk about. Who else is there? Oh, my God. Get Rosenthal back in here. <laughs> I don't know. I'll come in when it's time for my <laughs> show. Huh? What are you guys talking about? Why? Hey, can I talk with uh, who's in charge? Can, I, can someone a, get me? A, he wrote something on Twitter. I forgot what it was, but it was funny. I want to know. Skedell uh, around because I'd like to know if we can get uh, Damashek out of the studio. Can I, I, have to, I have to ask you. Let me ask you. Let me ask <laughs> I, don't, you this. I don't know. I want to ask this to our The arms. You got to do the arms. Tom Brady. Do, do people read text messages and Twitters 
if you know the way the person talks, do you read that in their voice? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I get that tweet all the time. Like, I read your tweets in your voice. Like uh, Ike's yeah. especially. Right. Yeah. You got to. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, okay, I just want to uh-huh. make sure, because yesterday I got a text message, and I didn't understand it until I read it in the person's voice, and I was like, oh, okay. Now I yeah. Get. Well, I saw Rosenthal left, and that reminds me of one thing I wanted to ask you two real quick. Okay. Because uh, cause money and Handsome and Rosenthal and Deed and, and Jeremiah have all weighed in now. Now I'm interested in your thoughts. Uh-oh. Real quick here. The bet is, and the stakes I say should be a digit from your hands. One of your hands. should lo- You should lose a finger if you lose this bet, but they want to do some rosé wine. But anyway, we'll okay, figure out the, right. the, the stakes. I assert here and now that at least 10 teams will change their starting quarterback from the start of this season to next season. They scoff at me. Money and uh, Handsome Hank say that's untrue. Ten teams? Ten teams. It will be the craziest offseason for quarterback movement in history. Have you mapped it out already? Yeah. You, yeah. Know, you know what ten? No. I mean, I, I can speculate up to as many as 15 teams. But you got is Ryan Tannehill one of those guys if he comes back? No, and I'm not even going okay. to hold it against the Texans. Like, I'm not going to yeah. say, well, Tom Savage was their, was their right. nominal start. Are the yeah. Ravens in there? The Ravens could change quarterback. No right. question. Yeah, You're they saying. could change. He ate W. He had a W, so he's done. That was weird. Can't eat W's. Jameis Jones showed us that. Don't do it, Jack. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, speaking of quarterbacks. Let's wrap it up with this. Uh, Ike and I were able to sit down um, for a little while yesterday and talk about the Eli Manning situation. Ike feels it was wrong. It seems like most people feel like it was wrong. Let's take a listen to two four on that and uh, a couple other subjects, shall we? I'll start with this general question for you there, Ike. We saw the Jets win on Sunday against the Chiefs, and then we see the Giants with Geno Smith lose to the Raiders. I'm of the mind that the Giants are doing it right. Whether I don't know, whatever. They don't, they didn't mean to do it. The, you know, now uh, McAdoo's been fired. Eddie Spaghetti's over the moon about it and everything else. I feel like the Giants are doing the smart thing and – not playing their best quarterback, or they were until they announced that now Eli is their quarterback again. No, I'll say you. You don't do that. So there's no loyalty in this business. So what I okay. mean by loyalty in this business is when you got the heads up as a player, you got to use your leverage. So technically, Eli Manning got drafted by the San Diego Chargers at the time, right? Mm-hmm. Eli and his family said, no, we don't want to go to the San Diego Chargers. Well, don't bring us over there to New York. Phillip Rivers is a good quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. Highly underrated quarterback. If you look at his stats, his stats are either Hall of Fame stats or getting close to a lot of the greats who are in the Hall of Fame. He's missing the Super Bowl, right? Eli Manning isn't missing a Super Bowl. New York is a big market. Eli Manning could be a marketable guy. But Eli is just Eli. He's a professional, professional, as we would like to say, in the football world, you don't hear nothing he from him. He certainly comported himself as such over the last You don't week hear nothing from him from the offseason, a word. Mm-hmm. During the season, he's the first one in, the last one out. He does a great job in the community, him and his wife. I get all that. So when it comes down to football, it's a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately kind of business. So Eli really hasn't been playing too well. Eli doesn't have a pretty good offensive line. Eli hasn't been having a running game. The two the $200 million defense we paid for a couple of years ago 
wasn't a defensive old as in last year. Oh, by the way, Brandon Marshall isn't playing. OBJ isn't playing either. Shepard's trying to handle his business. We're trying to work with a rookie in Ingram. By the way, great call the on Evan game. Ingram. Your latest uh, pseudo-diamond in a rough. You said that's the, the pass catcher you want out of this group, and uh, it looks like you, you hit the Appreciate nail on you. the head there. But anyway, go ahead. So you get all them pieces around Eli, and he really has nothing to work with. So as a as a head coach and Coach Ben McAdoo, we like and – I, and I said this on Saturday. I saw this already from Coach Ben McAdoo. You threw him under the bus already. Because it come a point in time in the beginning of the season when it was on the goal line and Eli didn't call a timeout and you come in a press conference after the game and you was like, well, we have a, a, a two-time Super Bowl quarterback. He should have known. But I'm like, man, first of all, you got the you got the call in late. After you get the call in late, he do have to he does have to break down the defense before he gets or relay the message in the huddle. So I get the play from you, coach. I relay the message. I got to break down the defense. Only got a couple of seconds. You as a head coach, you could step in and run out to the referee like a lot of coaches do and shoot the timeout. But, no, we want to blame it on Eli. I, I hear it. you. But, first of all, I don't – go ahead. Go I ahead. get it. So, I understand it. So, with Eli, we have 210 games consecutively going on. That's a lot. That That's saying a whole lot. So, you can't be loyal enough to give Eli them games – and it, what do you think legitimately I'm two, I'm two was the nine. thought? What was the thought process? It's an ego I know thing. it's a, a week off. You think it was as simple a, as that? You don't a, think that a, Jerry Reese is saying, like, hey, you know what? To improve our draft stock, it's not bad if Geno gets in there and gets some reps. You, you, can't, you, can't, you can't tell me to improve draft stocks because he gone. So wh- wh- what were you trying to do? So as an organization, I'm, I'm trying to finish the season off strong. We've been too inconsistent throughout the season. At least let me finish the season out strong. You buy that? that during, I, I, uh, during the offseason, when you go into the offseason and you're game planning for the season, you're looking at who's my best players and what can I do around my best players. OBJ is my best player. After OBJ on offense, Eli is my best player. OBJ is gone. Okay. And they say Coach McAdoo, he like to spend time and he feel like he's a genius when it comes to the offensive coordinator position. I get it. But a lot of guys don't know how to adjust. You see it in Coach Andy Reid. You see it all the time. Good good OCs, head coaches who want to be OCs, they know how to adjust. You can't go into the, the whole game with the same game plan because the defense is going to adjust. Mm. You might win a few games or two. But your good coordinators, whether it's on the offense or defensive side, Coach Zimmer on the defensive side, they say he's one of the best after the second half adjusted. And they they got a pretty good record with an okay quarterback. But he's playing with a lot of confidence right now at a high level. My point exactly. So when you go to these defensive coordinators or offensive coordinators who know how to adjust, I get it. But Coach McAdoo, I seen him throw players under the bus. First of all, I ain't, I ain't never seen a, a head coach just beef with defensive backs, ever. So you beef, you <laughs> beef with Jack Rabbit. Now after Jack Rabbit, you beef with DRC. Now the DRC. Well, Todd, I will say this. You know what? Todd Haley has beefed with many NFL players that he was the head coach of it, and the OC for. And I love Coach Todd. How long did he last? Well, you're right, and he has not, uh, as a matter of fact, he has not done it since he got to Pittsburgh. My Much. Point, my point exactly, like, as a good, as a as a head coach, you got to be a good 
manager. You got to manage offense, defense, special teams, coaches, players. You got to know a little bit about what everything that's going on in that facility. Because if you don't, you're going to get shell-shocked when adversity hits. And we saw when adversity had hit the New York Giants, especially under Coach Ben McAdoo, when it hit, he didn't know how to respond. All right, but all that being said, the Jets are winning games, and that, what, what good is that doing anybody? What, what good is it that Josh McCown is, is, hey, listen, this guy's a warrior out there. This Ooh. is a savvy vet. Josh McCown and the Jets. What's, what, why wouldn't you so put the, Bryce so, Petty out there and say to the fan base, listen, we're seeing what the kids have. We're throwing Hagenberg in there. In the meantime, you're losing all your games, so you get a nice draft pick. You, What's bad about that? It's not like they're the fighting Jets. for a player. I get it with – I get it if – The Jets win it, right? Yeah. Just got a pretty good defense, right? I know, but they're not I'm going. Asking. But they're not going to the playoffs. So then, what's the it point of it? It don't matter. It's not what's the point. It's the, if you're the Bills, if you're the Bills, you don't bench Tyrod Taylor when you're chasing a playoff. So spot. if we if we ifing, right? If, if we would ifing, right? You would if as an owner. Then what would you want as an owner? I would want the. I would at some point if I was having a lost season. I don't know how exactly you make this happen. You can't tell guys go half speed or anything like that, but I might find a way to say, hey, we're going to look at the kid here. We're going to let this QB who's probably not going to succeed in the short term, you know, we're going to get a look at him and the, hey, fans, watch us uh, throw Bryce Petty or Christian Hackenberg out there. Oh, they weren't good and we lost? Oh, well, great news. We got the first overall pick, everybody. Now what are the Jets going to say? First overall pick's done what? Seattle. Oh, it worked England. out for Jared Goff. Worked out for Carson Wentz. Why are you angry, Ike? Why are you? Seattle. Eli worked out. Seattle. New England. Okay. Pittsburgh. Green Bay. They all at the bottom of the 32. When it comes down to draft picks in the draft order, where they be at? It doesn't guarantee no, I'm, I'm, I'm asking right. where they be at. They be at the bottom. They be like from 32 to Great about point. You're right. 26, 27, right? Right? Yeah. And, and matter of fact. Coach Belichick, he'll give he'll give some picks away. He don't even want them. He don't want them. He don't want them. So we go to the Cleveland, the Cincinnati's at the top, the top, right? Cleveland, your Cincinnati's. For a while, it was a your Philadelphia Eagles. It was the L.A. at the time, mm-hmm. the L.A. Rams. Oh yeah, that's or, a great point. Or, see, it, but all the teams we name haven't won Super Bowls. Okay, you you finally hit. So the Philadelphia Eagles finally hit. The LA Rams finally hit on a good season. We ain't even we don't even know if they're gonna win the Super Bowl. On a good season. On a good season. So it took you twenty something years to finally hit. To create a the surplus of talented players that you were using high picks for well, to finally well, amassed. Well, well I go at the bottom and everybody at the bottom just keep recycling this Lombardi trophy. Everybody. Everybody at the bottom. So the guys in the front office do matter, in other words. The guys yeah. making the personnel decisions it it's turns out all, do to influence how good your the team guys is. who are successful in the front office. They don't want the top picks. Why? Because that means our season has been horrible. Mm-hmm. They don't even want them. They don't. They, they don't want a top pick. It, I, and I feel it. I agree. I, I I did a whole week, two weeks with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Please let me be at the bottom of the barrel when it comes down to draft picks. That means our season was good. You keep talking about these the Cleveland Browns. What they did last year? They picked. I graded them as like A plus when they had draft picks. But they, they haven't won a game yet. Mm-hmm. Check, they ain't win a game yet. 
By the way, do you think your guy Hugh is uh, the coach of the Browns at the uh, at the start of 2018? Yeah, yeah. I think he's the coach of the Cincinnati Bengals. No. That's who I think he's the coach of. I think Marv goes upstairs and he says, hey, Hugh, come back. Your greatest success was with Andy Dalton. Come on back. We'll keep A.J. McCarron. You figure it all out. Make this offense sing again, right? Marv's greatest success was Hugh. So Okay, but Marv's moving on anyway. He's, he's retiring from the head coaching gig, ain't he? I don't know. One more thing. I, this is a question that came up recently on the Q&A, and, and uh, you, you love the game of life. You're better at the game of life even than you are at the game of football. So see if you can uh, – because there's a lot of mean-spiritedness as we round out calendar year 2017 here in our society. Why are people mean to each other, Ike? Does Conf- he fall asleep? Or? Confidence. Oh, okay. Or lack thereof. Lack of confidence. Mm-hmm. That's the reason why. Or why are you in that situation and I'm not in that situation? Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't put a lot of hard work in. That's why. So now this generation, day and age, they want, it, they want handouts. They don't want work. They don't want grind. They don't want to spend the time. They don't want to spend the hours. They don't want to spend. A you think few that's weeks. true? You sound like Bob Knight or somebody. They don't want to spend a few weeks of not sleeping because you see the goal down the line. See, everybody loves the sprint, but life is a marathon. So, and you want something quick, it's gonna go away ASAP. You're looking for that marathon. You're gonna go through adversity. You're gonna have some battles. You're gonna get battle tested, but it's gonna build character when you go through marathons. Going through sprints, man, it's over just like that. So the reason why I feel like people are just hating these days, one, they're super lazy. Two, they want handouts. Three, they don't work hard for it. They feel entitled. So, I mean, we can just talk about my situation. When I first came to the NFL Network, Shaq, like you saw it in me, it took a while for the higher-ups to see it. Like, I'm telling y'all. It's funny, and now it's reversed because now I'm like, "What was, is Ike? I'm is telling, that good, really?" I'm telling eh. y'all, hire Ike Taylor, and I'm and I'm talking as a Dave Damashek. I'm telling y'all, hire Ike Taylor. Uh, well, you know, he's kind of orthodox. I don't know if he really fits the NFL network. I'm telling y'all, hire Ike Taylor. So they wind up hiring me. I went through a few adversities, still going through the little bit, little bumps and bruises. I still feel like I can get better. Every day, need a lot more reps. Understood, appreciate what you did for me. It took me about getting my foot doing the dough. And now the higher-ups, the ones who was like, uh, we don't know about this guy. Oh, yeah, we like this guy. I know, but, you know, the postscript to that, that's a nice success story, except uh, uh, last Friday I saw Ike and he called me Dan. It's like, why do I have a man? That's not cool, you know? I didn't call you Dan. <laughs> I need to make stuff up. Yes, make sure you check out. Uh, I'm not making this up. Make sure you check Ike out every weekend or just about, right? Yeah, on uh, Good Morning Football this week, like we say, we're boarding the plane to the banks of the Three Rivers. The prodigal son, not you, Ike, me. I'm the prodigal son. Back to the banks of the Three Rivers. You talking about the sun in the sky or me like as Mr. Rooney R.I.P. little son? I don't know. Oh, well, I guess by that standard, right. Yeah, I think right. – uh, so, all right, the <laughs> Pittsburgh's uh, twin prodigal sons. How about that? All right, there he is, everybody. Number 24, Ike Taylor. Look for us as we make our rounds around Pittsburgh all next week in the run-up 
to the big one against the Patriots. We'll be kibitzing about that, sending you videos with the black and gold and kibitzing with the players and with the fans and everything else. It's going to be a fun week in the meantime. Thanks, Ike. The great Ike Taylor. All right. The great Colleen Wolf. Watch her on Power Ranking. Uh-huh. On Good Morning Football. Check. Weekend edition. Um, you could do it. Good Morning Football. I said that. Oh, Sunday. Game Day Morning. Yeah. Game Day Morning. That's it. You got it. Hot Good day. job. Red hot. There you go. Maurice Jones-Drew, host of uh, Players Only. Mm-hmm. He's the radio voice of the L.A. Rams. He's on Power Rankings as well. And they're both uh, prominently featured on the Dave Damashek football program. That's right. And, uh, and the Wolf is on around the NFL as well. You forgot fantasy NFL live on Oh. Show off. Fine. <laughs> money, 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 money. Where do I, I have to be? That. Nowhere. <laughs> I'm heading home, everybody. <laughs> All right. Thanks, MJD. Thanks, the Wolf. Great stuff as always. There's Rosenthal. There he is. All right. He'll get in here next. We'll talk to you in a couple of days. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It has been thin, slice, heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.